0: Hello, you're listening to the Coffee and Books podcast. Uh, my name is Scott. Hope all of you are doing well. Welcome again. Um, if you're new to this podcast, I want to thank you for joining and listening. Please always remember to share this podcast if you enjoy it today, and be sure to uh, tell a friend. That's the best way to do it, and if you don't even want to do that, you don't have to. Uh, but any help of spreading the word is greatly appreciated. I love meeting new people and seeing new faces, so if you're new to this A whole podcasting thing, it's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, so, quick update. I did not finish the book by Ron Chernow about George Washington, uh, mainly because this is sort of going to be a long story, but I will sum it up for you. I personally enjoy history. I enjoy it a lot. And I have to revise my rating for this book. So, I gave it a 2 out of 5 because I could not complete it. It's massive, it's huge, and it took me a month just to get halfway. Was at that point I decided this book is taking too long uh, it is I'm not enjoying it and you have to ask yourself when you're reading a book are you enjoying it and if you're struggling through it you have to ask yourself is it even worth finishing and unfortunately although I found it very intriguing it just was so much detailed information I just couldn't get my uh, you know my mind wrapped around it and eventually it just got to be too much for me and I just I was overwhelmed and this is someone who reads history for fun so you can imagine, what it would be like for an average ordinary person. So, anyway, that's why I unfortunately did not finish that book, and I had to revise the rating. You might ask, well, why didn't I give it a 1 if I didn't even finish it? Well, because there is still interest in there, and I don't hate the book. I actually did like it, but unfortunately, it wasn't right for me. That doesn't mean it's not right for someone else, and you may enjoy it. If you agree with me, be sure to email me or disagree with me, you can still email me at scott, S-C-O-T-T, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N-16 at yahoo.com. All right, so now for today's topic. It is a great topic. Oh my God, I'm so excited to share this with you guys. I have started reading The Witcher series. Now, for those of you who don't know, The Witcher is a sort of a recently successful phenomenon here in the United States, but The Witcher actually goes back way, way, way back to the 90s and Poland, where it was first written and created by an author who I cannot say his name, but his last name is Mr. Sapowski. Now, I will say that this has, you know, been translated from Polish into English and in that the book first came out in the late 2000s. And then, of course, it was gained a very much a widely accepted cult following. And at that point, it became a video game series. And then after that, of course, it became a, a live Netflix adaption that I'm currently watching. Um, you know, it stars Henry you know, Cavill, who I believe is formerly you know, Superman and other DC-related topics. He makes a great character, uh, makes a great hero, Geralt, in this uh, series. But the Witcher series that we're going to talk about today is very different in book form from the live-action series that I'm watching on Netflix. So, okay, so let's get into the background of what is The Witcher, why should you care? Okay, Witcher is a fantasy series set in a world where these uh, mythological creatures called the Witchers are basically human beings who were trained to deliver themselves from all emotion and feeling, and their job is to use magic as well as physical skills to hunt down and kill any monster in the uh, that's roaming the Earth. And uh, there's quite a few of them. So, the Witchers, of course, are a rare sort of breed because... You know, they have to be trained, and uh, I don't exactly know yet how they are trained, but maybe one day we'll get into that in later chapters of the book. But right now, I'm about halfway through this first book series, which is called The Last Wish. Now, you might ask yourself, okay, so it's a monster hunter. How's it different from, say, Van Helsing? Well, Van Helsing, to me, is set in Transylvania. Transylvania, very clear picture of what that looks like. You'd have a very clear picture of what, um, you know, if Dracula appeared or, you know, if you were watching any of those monster movies. This is not that. Not that at all. If you took Game of Thrones and you combine Game of Thrones with Van Helsing, I don't even know if that would even accurately describe what I'm reading. But it is still very, very detailed and very good. It's very violent and I highly recommend it if you have any interest in fantasy series or horror series. Um, I will say with a background note that I do not have much experience with knowing Polish, uh, background and folklore. So I don't know if any of these monsters are inspired by that, but I'm sure that is one great big possibility. And, uh, sorry, my cats appear to be, uh, fighting here. Give me one second. Okay. So what were we saying? Um so what i was saying was is that in the Witcher series you have the main character Geralt who is a white-haired albino-looking superman who basically carries swords and daggers and uses magic spells to fight anything from dragons to vampires to all sorts of different monstrous creatures and of course you know you have in the first episode of the live action series You have an episode titled The Lesser Evil, which instantly grabbed my attention. Now, since I've just finished reading that in book form, I'm going to compare the two, and we can kind of talk about that. So, in the book form, uh, Gerald appears at a town where he meets an old friend, the town mayor, the alderman. Uh, The alderman, you know, is a sort of honorable person who does business with uh, Gerald from time to time whenever he kills a monster. Uh, Gerald appears to have killed a monster recently, a giant spider-like figure, and he offers this uh, to the Alderman. The Alderman does, refuses and says he does not have a payment right now, but maybe he should check with a local wizard who lives in town. This is a person who's recently moved to the town and Gerald is interested. So he goes over to the uh, he goes over to where the wizard lives in his little home and uh, you know, he knocks on the door. And at first he's refused, but then he's led inside uh, once he says that his name is Gerald and that he is interested in uh, speaking with the wizard. The wizard, of course, turns out to be an old acquaintance of his, and uh, they begin their discussions. The wizard immediately tells him that he's not interested in a spider-like creature, uh, that he's more interested in speaking to him about a more personal basis. So in the book series... Uh, we're, you know, treated to, once he walks through the store, a sort of mythical grassland field where there's uh, naked women everywhere, and they're, you know, collecting fruit, and it's, it's supposed to be, obviously, paradise, Eden. And there's this wizard who's just kind of sitting there enjoying, well, you know, enjoying what wizards do, enjoying the nature, the weather, and the women, obviously. Um, when Geralt shows up, he asks him why he's the wizard has surrounded himself with this vision. And then, of course, the wizard then explains the situation to him. It turns out that there is a, a person in town who's come to kill him, and he has asked for help from the witcher. And the witcher agrees to this, but first wants to know more information. Of course, it comes out during a story that the wizard actually... Was responsible for, a, you know, finding out in a royal family if a child had what's called the black curse. The black curse, of course, is when an eclipse happens. Uh, when a child is born, they'll have demonic slash mutated tendencies. And uh, you know, the, it's said in a prophecy that uh, if the people aren't careful that a mutated person will come to power and wipe out all of humanity. Um, so the wizard mistakenly thought that there was this woman who was born, a child, princess, who had a baby, and the baby uh, was born during a full you know eclipse. So as a result of this, the child was doomed from the start, and the wizard tried to kill her. Uh, but the child, of course, escaped and lived to an older age and managed to hunt and rob and thieve her way and acquired sword skills and then discovered, of course, she has powers of her own. This, of course, being from the Eclipse. So he realizes that this person, that he had ruined her life, is out for revenge and is going to kill him. Uh, So the wizard proposes a lesser evil. Uh, Either help me kill this woman so that there's less bloodshed and then that will be the end of it, or you know you know help her or do nothing if you help her then i'll kill you if you help me then we'll kill her but if you do nothing then there's going to be bloodshed no matter what and then of course one of my favorite responses the witcher makes is that you know whether it's evil whether it's lesser middling or great it's still evil he wants no part in killing an innocent person he only kills monsters Even if this wizard thinks of this woman as a monster, she's still a human being. And then cut to, of course, him walking out. And then, of course, he immediately runs into the woman who was watching him from a distance. Of course, then they get to know each other. And she tells her side of the story about how she was tortured as a child. And how she had to do everything in her power to escape in order to make sure that she could meet this man one day so she could have her vengeance for taking away the life that she had so rightfully deserved, all because she was born on some day during some eclipse. And of course, you know, the witcher tries to talk her out of, you know, again, seeking vengeance and creating more bloodshed, but she won't back down, and she again proposes, you know, what is the lesser evil? You can help me kill him, or you could do nothing. And either way, there's going to be bloodshed. Again, he gives the same response. And then, of course, he walks his own way. Again, he tries to convince her beforehand, though, that you know, if she leaves, then she'll still be alive. You know, There's no point in sticking around in a town and starting a fight. But then, of course, the next day rolls around, and her, she has a gang of thugs that follow her and try to go and attack the wizard. Now, the wizard is safely hidden away, but the witcher is not and I think that the witcher is now on the wizard's side so the gang starts attacking him Uh, the witcher easily defeats the gang of army you can say army of people about like seven people versus one defeats them in a few quick strokes with his blade and magic powers and then goes into combat with this uh, princess this woman who is a, a very skilled swordsman They go extremely quick back and forth, strikes, daggers in the legs. Um, You know, the pain that must have been felt by both of them is extreme. Again, the witcher tries to talk her out of fighting, but she continues to fight until eventually she collapses and dies. As then the wizard comes out, and then the wizard then wants the body of the girl who had just recently passed away so he can determine once and for all if she was the demonic person that he thought she was. But the witcher won't allow it. He wants to bury her, but the townsfolk are angry because he had just murdered all these people, and there's trouble that always follows him everywhere, apparently. So these citizens of this town, although he had killed minimal amounts of people and no innocent people were, you should say, killed in the story... This town folk were very angry at him for disturbing the people. You know, they're angry that he was there, that he's a monster to them in their, his own way, and that he serves no purpose. So they throw stones at him. And at the very end of the chapter, you know, you have the wizard who asks, Is this the lesser evil that you so intended? And the uh, witcher replies, It is. And then he, of course, flees the town before anyone else could do him harm. And uh, that's the uh, one of my favorite chapters. But each of the chapters in this book are a collection of short stories that are turned into it. So like I said, um, definitely check it out. There's different sorts of fairy tales in there that are twisted in a sort of more violent way, like Beauty and the Beast. Um, that one in particular is one of my favorites. I'm not sure what it was based off of, but all of it's very good and exciting. And of course, if you like the book series, I'm sure you'd love the... Netflix Adaption, which differs greatly, and then, of course, the video game series. So, anyway, if you're interested in learning more about The Witcher, be sure to check it out online. Um, Thanks for listening. Again, my name's Scott, and you're listening to the Coffee and Books podcast. Thanks for listening.